Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we're going to get Brock's thoughts on Scump's retirement. Obviously, I did that little solo mini uh, pod talking about my thoughts on it. We're going to get Brock's uh, memories and some of his favorite memories of Scump. Talk about that a little bit. Maybe talk about is there a way it could possibly benefit the CDL. Uh, talk about a comment that Aches made on the reverse sweep that I really liked uh, a point he made. And then we're going to dive right into team outlooks from the weekend, talk about some of the matches, and then do our picks for the final week of qualifiers for Major 2. Hard to believe we're already at that point where we're about to be heading to Major 2, but that's what we're going to do today. Um, maybe going to try to keep it a little shorter. We always say that, but then we end up going uh, over an hour or something, but not a lot of news today, so things should be a bit shorter after we wrap up Brock's thoughts on Scump. Um, before we get into any of that, though, Brock, how are you doing today? Oh, doing pretty fine on this good Monday, you know, not not much to do on Monday. Usually just work, but yeah, let's get into my thoughts. I guess on Scum's retirement. Yeah, was, um, which I was <laughs> shocked when I found out at work. I was like, "Is he trolling me or what?" Yeah, so, wild, wild times. Um, mm-hmm. we'll give you a second to think about Scump. I gotta first yep. say if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. We're finally I can officially say on the road to the one K mark. That's been the goal for a while because we just passed 900 subs. Um, so I wanted to take a minute to thank everyone for 900 subs. I, I tweeted something about it, but there's only so much you can get across on Twitter with a short tweet and whatever, 160 characters or whatever it is. But I am really grateful for the 900 subs. It's like a pretty crazy mark. Obviously, like Brock's been on the podcast a little bit shorter of a time, so he hasn't seen the the struggles just to get to like 50 and then the struggle to get to 100 and then to keep going from there. But 900 is a pretty incredible mark and like, Every video, it seems like there's more and more new commenters and more people to interact with. And that's like my favorite part. I always say it. that's my favorite part about doing the podcast is having like a small community of people that return every video and comment, but then also seeing the new comments. So like it might it's hard to like get it to come across in a podcast and in a tweet because it's not like an actual like face to face or like interaction with somebody. But we really are grateful for all the support. It's pretty incredible. And we're on the road to 1K, so enough of that little monologue, but I, I really do want to say I'm thankful for that because, I mean, if you'd have told me back in the middle of MW and I just decided in my college apartment to grab a mic and hook it up to my old laptop that could barely handle recording voice and start making random podcasts by myself, that we'd hit 900 subs in this time, I would be probably not believing you. So thank you guys for the support. Again, Brock, let's jump into your thoughts on Scump. Yes. Any Scump. stories you got, any like ways that you were got into COD through Scump or memories you have of him and just like going to give you the floor because I already talked about my memories of Scump. So yeah. what you got for me? The first memories I feel like I've watched Scump is his live com videos. Like the one that sticks out to me is the Sweat Bannon one, like the first original one on Black Apps 2 to me. I'm trying, I'm trying to think like if, if I watched, like, I don't think I've watched Scump bef- like, before Black Apps 2 really, so... I don't really think like, I did either. Black Ops 2 and on, I watched like basically all his like live com videos or somebody's like, I think he vlogged some videos too here and there. I don't, don't exactly remember what they were about, but. Like on the Opticals and stuff. Yeah. Or even like, I think uh, like when he'd go back to his like parents' house, he'd vlog that, vlog that stuff and all that. So, Scump, yeah. Just Black Ops 2, like, on video, I'm like, how is this guy so good? Like, you know, <laughs> 90 and 0, 80 and 0? Like, doing this against pubs when I, at the time, I was, I was bad at Call of Duty, let me tell you that. I was like, just watching him, like, like just fond of it, how he was so good. And then yeah. into that, I got into 
the competitive scene through Scum, basically. Scum and Chat. Watched that, and ever since then, we've been playing ranked play or league play, whatever you want to call it these days. And it's been a blast. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of remember what you're talking about. I, like, you look unlocked a memory. I remember, like, Scump used to do, like, those, like, coffee times with his mom. Yeah. Like, yep. when you would go home, those vlogs of, like, coffee time with his mom where they'd, like, sit down and have a cup of coffee and, like, do Q&As. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I remember those. And, yeah, like, so. his Optic House vlogs and stuff like that. And, obviously, the pub stomping videos. And we were both in the same boat. I'd, like, you go back and, like, you're watching him go, like, 88, no, sweat band and flawless or whatever. And, like... At that time, at least for mm-hmm. me, like if I went even in a pub, I was like hyped because I was so bad at the time. Yep, definitely. And then you just see him do it in rank play in Black Ops 2. I'm like, how how is this guy doing this? Yeah. How's he so good? Like, I didn't understand at the time, but yeah, you have I no idea he's a pro understand. or what that means. Yeah, it was weird, weird times back then. But then we started playing Black Ops 2, like league play for a little bit here and there, and ever since then, it's been fun. Yeah, we play. Black Ops 2 League play in the summer with your broken 360. Yeah. Take 20 <laughs> minutes to dashboard if we didn't get the right map. Yeah, we would. We had like me, Brock, and two of our friends would play Black Ops 2 League play one summer when like definitely before we had jobs or anything. We were like in middle school or something. Yeah. Like, probably like 12, 13. We didn't have jobs or anything. So like summer was our time to just like mm-hmm. play basketball and play COD was basically what we did. And like all the time there was like we would like i don't know we were we were weird back then like if we got like a ctf we're like we want to play hardpoint and surge let's dashboard out of the ctf but then like rock would always be like okay i'll dashboard quick we'd all like scream no at him because he like dropped his 360 off of our friend's like bar top in their basement yeah. and it was like basically busted but like could still play games so, like whenever he would load a game or like like if we were planning on getting on it like five o'clock at night brock would have to like fire up his xbox at, like 4 30 to load up black ops 2 because it would take so long it was the struggle just singing i thought it was dead and then i went home plugged it in and it started working again yeah and uh, really probably the only reason we were sitting there playing league play was because of scump because we discovered competitive and everything basically mm-hmm. through him it's i know every, like when i first when we first when i first i first like found it it's like so 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 much different to what a pub was yeah it's, just, it's so so nice to play like, in a pub too like you wouldn't think about going near the hill you're like screw that i'm just going for kills i'm gonna juggle the hill to get my score streaks and like yeah then like competitive is just like a completely new avenue it's like who really cares about my kd i'm gonna just make sure i get that crucial kill and eat up hill time and then like you also don't really know how to play so when you're playing hardpoint you think the only thing that you have to do is just sprint at the hill and sit in it like you're just the dude that gets three minutes in the hill every game because you think that's like the only objective and when we first started i think we all four of us would send the hill off rip yeah (laughs) and like yeah, we'd just run at the hill and like we would just like think. And I, I remember I don't think I played with you when we did this, but like man, like watching like the scump and nature chat like lead play videos like helps teach me how to play Call of Duty. Cause I remember like this is how dumb I was when I first started playing League Play. I played with my cousin, my older cousin, um, and then my friend Connor and my friend Will. It was like the four of us. And we thought in CTF the way that you should play is you should have two defenders and two attackers. Like, mm-hmm. we had no idea how to play the game so me and my cousin would be like the defenders we'd sit in the spawn with like ars and like try to just like hold down the flag and never move and then we had will and connor like run out as like attackers try to go pull the flag which like obviously like not knowing how to play competitive you probably think that's logical like, you got a couple guys designated to defend it a couple guys designated yeah. to go pull it but obviously we were playing at such a disadvantage because like people were playing the map normal we just had those two going to 2v4 trying to capture the flag 
Yeah, there's just, I just, those, those kids are just probably so, like, pissed, like, you, like, doing that. Yeah, <laughs> so we, like, we, didn't, we didn't want to play. <laughs> yeah, we had no idea what we were doing, but Scump and Nate Shot basically taught us, like, the initial steps of how to play and, like, watching their videos with Big T and Merc and all those guys. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to yep. Scump again, but, yeah, yeah. we want to get your thoughts on that, because obviously you didn't get a chance to really speak on it, because his retirement came, like, right after we recorded the last podcast. Yeah, so, I, one last thing I will say about Scump is... You know, fellow ginger of mine, <laughs> we gotta stick together. Congrats on your retirement. You know, he he can do big things outside the outside the game. You know, not worried about, not stressing yeah. like he's been saying. I know, I know. Like last year, I watched the, pod, the Optic podcast. He would say after practice, he like his hands would be swollen after like a day of screen. Like, bro, yeah, it might man. be time. <laughs> might be time to chalk it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he'll he'll blow up. Could you imagine if he would have left and retired to like? when prime Fortnite was blowing up oh man he would be like the biggest content creator he would have blown up like a nick Merckx because obviously he would have been nasty at the game he would have blown up like a nick Merckx did at the time or even for like sure a like a ninja yeah or even like courage but more yeah more. it's hard to say that he'd be like bigger than ninja because ninja like transcended like yeah pop culture essentially but yeah. like scump would be up there with like the nick Merckx, the courage yeah for sure that all blew up mm-hmm. uh during Fortnite, but yeah he's gonna do big things another thing on that scum topic though that we wanted to move to before we move into um reactions and predictions and stuff is is there a, a possible way where somehow this benefits the cdl not saying like obviously like if scump is playing that's a great thing for the cdl he brings in a lot of viewership but like we saw this weekend i mean he was pulling ninety thousand plus viewers fifty thousand plus viewers for a lot of like the matches even when it wasn't optic obviously viewership on his stream and on the main cdl stream were highest when optic was playing like usual but and even when like two teams that probably wouldn't pull out of viewership like a london versus um, vegas match like scump's still pulling a lot of viewers for that and it could potentially be a benefit because like my thought process on it was first of all let's pump the brakes and not instantly say it's a benefit because it's one weekend like yeah gonna need a bigger sample size here just like any experiment but i will say the thing that crosses my mind from a logic standpoint is like hey scump would pull in viewers when he was playing but he doesn't play in every match and now if he's watching every match the viewers that want to watch scump will be maybe watching more so technically from like a basic just like a dumb logic point maybe that means we'll be seeing more average viewers because like scump will be on all the time and people like to watch scump yeah definitely I think people just want to watch Scum, see what his, his thoughts are about the match, what people are doing in the moment, and see like mm-hmm. how he like can pick their pick their brain with the right player, the wrong play people are making potentially. So, I certainly I, learned a lot about this game in in particular. Like watching him, he was pointing out a lot of things that maybe I wouldn't necessarily know because I haven't played a ton of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think it'll benefit. First weekend benefited. I think 92k was the max peak uh, for Texas and Seattle. Yeah, on top stream. of like the whatever 60, 70k was on the actual stream too. Yeah, and and the flank had like 10, 11, 12 around there. Yeah, yeah. Which if that average would keep up, even if it was at like Scump when he was at like 50 and they were at 50 and the flank was at 10, like if they're at 100k plus on regular season matches, I mean, it's a massive benefit. If you had told me regular season online matches could average 100k this year i'd be like that's an insane improvement can only imagine, only imagine what the majors would be yeah and like i heard scump on the optic podcast when i was listening to it today say like he still absolutely loves watching like every cod match so like 
hopefully that continues because i could also see a world where like i could easily see him getting burned out of doing this like because i it seems like a thing you could get burned out of pretty easily just sitting down and watching matches every weekend day like dude's retired now he probably wants to have a little free time on the weekend you know he's got a fiance maybe they want to have a whole day together on like a saturday well technically can't really do that if you got to sit down and watch all these matches um so like I don't know that he'll do it every day. He says he's going to do it every day. And like, that's his plan, which I hope he does. Cause it's great for the CDL, great for viewership, but who knows? I, I wouldn't blame him if he takes a day off here and there. Like maybe he only does it Saturdays and Sundays or something, or every day optics playing, he'll do a watch party or something like that. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened, but Hey, I hope he keeps doing it. Cause he seems to really care about the CDL, which is amazing. Cause like, he could very easily say, like, screw off. Like, you used me for clickbait, and, like, I was, like, the main attraction for how many years? Like, I don't need to do this anymore. I did it for long enough, but he, he's embraced the CDL with open arms and ready to help grow yep. it still. Yep. Wants to keep it alive and well. Because, you know, he absolutely does not have to do anything, really, to keep pumping the viewership in, but he's he's certainly doing it right now, and hopefully he continues. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Good for him. Legendary career also. <laughs> yeah, legendary. One of the GOATs. Um, speaking of the GOATs, though, this last topic before we get into reactions of the teams from this past weekend is Aches on the reverse sweep. I was listening to that today as well. Mentioned something about like he was very upset with the CDL. And now it's going to sound like we're bashing scump. That is not at all what we're doing. I'll, I'll clarify that. Mm-hmm. But Aches mentioned on the reverse sweep. And I thought it was a I tweeted about it. I thought it was a hundred percent, thousand percent great point. I didn't like initially think of it, but like when he says it, it makes perfect sense. And like some people might just call him out and be like, oh, he's an opticator, but that's not at all what he was doing here. Cause he even clarified that like Scump absolutely deserved the treatment he got, um, which I fully agree with. Scump absolutely deserved that tribute video, but he said he's very upset with the CDL because they don't give other legends their flowers when they retire. And I couldn't agree more. I'm pretty confident that you're going to agree with that sentiment as well. Like Scump, yeah. legend of the scene, did he deserve that tribute video and all the tribute he got? absolutely he did he's the biggest player in the scenes history will probably always be the biggest player in the scenes history but like a guy like Krim maybe gets like a tweet with a picture of him that says like thank you um karma basically gets the same thing like shout out to you on a great career basically from the cdl even mm-hmm. like a guy i mentioned was like saints obviously not on the level of like a karma Krim aches scump all time but like a legend of the scene that put in 12 13 plus years into building the scene up um, guys like Jcap when he retired, like maybe not on the the crim level, but probably a top ten player all time in a lot of people's eyes, gets nothing when he retires. Like, yeah, they don't need a full on maybe tribute video as as detailed as Scump, but like something. <laughs> let's acknowledge Saints when he retires. Let's give Crim a little mini video. Let's give Aches a video. Like these are legends of the scene. So I, I completely agree with him. Like these other players, Scump deserves it a hundred percent. But like. Why does Scump get a special treatment? I mean, I get he is the most popular player. Like, they're going to do that for him. But, like, why doesn't Krim get that video? He's another legend. Aches, like I said. I just, I fully agree with Aches' point. I think it is a little bit insane that we don't give these other players their flowers. Because, like, he like he said, too, the CDL, like, almost tries to act as much as they can. Like, the CD, like, CWL pre-CDL, like, doesn't exist. Like, they try to avoid talking about that history all the time. Which, yeah. why? Talk about COD's history. That's part. That's part of, like... They should embrace the CWL like it was a CDL and talk about that history. Good, but I, I, just don't, I don't know why. I don't but I think know why. Those players fully deserve their players and they sh- or their, their flowers and they should get their shout out. Yep. Zuma n- never officially retired, right? Uh, he like, he basically said he, I don't know if in his statement if he said he was like taking like a, 
permanent like break or if he was like fully retiring right away. But he had that hand injury pop back up going into um, Cold War when he was supposed to be on that subliners team with like Clay and whoever. Yeah, he was supposed to be a part of that team. And like, I know he had that hand injury flare up. I'm pretty sure on the spot he retired, but I honestly can't remember. He could have just said he was taking a break to get his hand fixed and then just never came back. Or maybe he did say he was retiring right away. I, I can't remember. But he definitely said he was at least taking a break at a very at the very least. So that'd be another one. And I don't think he got anything really. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Don't there's there's so many of those OG like because like if you like guys like Zuma, like if you look at him, maybe he doesn't deserve a shout out for like a CDL career because he had like his one online title. But like. That's the thing like Aix is saying. Like obviously Aix's career in CDL was short lived. It was just a few matches in the CDL era, but like the dude had twenty championships and two world championships before the yep. CDL. Zuma had countless championships. Or even like, formal? Yeah. I can't remember. I, can't remember I don't think anything. he I think he obviously got like a like a shout out and everybody was like shouting him out, yeah. but I don't know if the CDL did anything like massive for him. Yeah, that's another one. There's there's so many guys. J Cap, like I said during the CDL era, he definitely deserves one definitely so even so, saints so like many. maybe you don't give saints a video but like the cdl should when saints retired the cdl should be tweeting out like congratulations on an incredible career too like a legend of the scene like because of his history in the scene yeah i fully agree like these these are, these guys are people that built um like competitive oh. call of duty and the cdl wouldn't exist without guys like this oh built it all yeah so we we need to start giving more players their flowers and this is not once again taken away from scump scump deserved everything that he got but like why can't we praise scump while also praising crim and all these guys like that's that's part of i i don't think this is why the cdl does it i think it's just like basically they just were like shoot scump retired like the biggest guy we got to do something for him maybe they don't think about it for others but like it's part of this like toxic goat culture and like debate culture we have now where like you can't simultaneously say two players are great for whatever reason yeah like if like if you think like example from this weekend josh allen lost well if you think that patrick mahomes is great you can't think josh allen is great you have to think josh allen's the worst quarterback in the league like in so many people's eyes which like that's just not the case (laughs) yeah definitely josh allen's pretty good but i probably think burrow (laughs) yeah but like in so many in so many arguments people are like yeah i mean josh allen sucks now he's the worst quarterback in the league and burrow is so good now but it's like that's just like that shouldn't be the debate it should be like maybe maybe burrow is better than josh allen but the debate isn't which one's good and which one's awful they're both good (laughs) yeah and like and that's like it's like the crim and skump debate it's like when somebody like argues that skumps the goat people like instantly think that that means that you think crim is just awful and that's just like nobody's arguing that like we're arguing who the goat is clearly we think both of them are amazing players yeah it makes no sense people debating like that (laughs) yeah it's it's a wild wild culture that we're in with that but yeah all right let's move on to reactions from the matches this weekend we're gonna do it a little bit different this time um maybe to try to speed things up because like sometimes we get bogged down in matches we're just gonna talk about teams we're gonna go i just put a random order in here we're gonna just go team by team talk about their weekend things we like things we didn't like what do they look like going forward is the roster in danger like what's going on with them basically just like where they're at as a team um instead of going match by match so first team let's just talk about them they're the team that everybody wants to hear us talk about. It's Optic. This weekend, yeah. played Good. Surge, and they played Ultra. Took out Surge 3-2. Shaky and hard points uh, in that series. We watched that one together. They were pretty shaky yep. and hard points, but like Search and Destroy, they looked incredible. Granted, Seattle, a bad Search team. So I kind of came out of that Surge series thinking, 
hey, good to get a win on little practice, but you've got a big test coming up with Toronto, arguably the best team or one of the best teams in the game, we thought. Um, and I would say Optic handled Toronto. Would you agree? I would agree. That's what a lot of people were saying as well. They only dropped the control. Yeah, and I mean, that last hard point, can we talk about Illy? He ride them on that last hard point. Ender's back, baby. (laughs) He was was cooking that last hard point, but Optic on the weekend, thoughts? I mean, this team looked like uh, they had a a newfound newfound grip on the game. I mean, Illy was their best player this weekend. I, I think we can agree on that. Yep. Yeah, the highest KD on the team in both series just so happened also, but man, this team probably isn't even really into full form because Dashie's just getting back into the swing of things with them, and they're learning how to play with Hook, and I'll say the pace. That's what I take away from this weekend for Optic. The pace they're playing at is so much faster because mm-hmm. Hook is just a faster player right now than Skump was, and they are playing with some speed, some aggression. This roster is looking to be an amazing search team. If they can Continuing to clean up that hard point, I feel like when I when I initially saw the roster form a scump and it didn't change with Dash, I said they'll they'll be a top four team pretty quickly and feeling pretty good about that right now. Yeah, I, I agree. They're looking they're moving Diffy in the map with, with the Zio. Yeah, they're there's their speed. It's like a whole new level. We we talked about this like a month ago or like after major one. We said like I think teams are gonna have to copy this New York style of play. I think in this Modern Warfare 2 title with how just random things are. You just got to pick up the pace and go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Yep. I fully agree. Optic is... Is, is Dashy the main? Because I swear, was it the Optic podcast? I swear someone said that Dashy's the flex now or something. I think people were saying that they he should be the flex and they should let Illy be the main, but I don't think that's like an official thing. I mean, I did I, see Illy pulling out the sub here and there. I think technically Illy is like the flex, but like in this game, it's so much 2AR. Yeah. And like your flex is more of like on certain hills, kind of like what I do when we play CDL mosh pits. Like I'll, I'll pull out a sub on a certain hill and an AR on a another mm-hmm. hill. I think it's more like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really know. But I, the chemistry that I see this team playing with too, like there was one moment that like probably not a lot of people noticed, but like you and I said it right away when we were watching the Ultra series and that search and destroy. Uh, Actually, no, I think I don't it think was it was Ultra I think it was, it was surge, a surge. The, the Bagra, like, yeah, Bagra, five. Yeah, we're like, I don't remember who was alive. Somebody on Surge is alive. Maybe I think it was Accuracy. Yeah. Um, was alive on like that back, like, ledge by B Bomb on Al Bagra. And I don't know, I, it was Shotzi was uh, on the front, Shotzi like, double doors. And then Hook is on the other side. And Shotzi knows Hook is pinching from the other side to like shoot accuracy in the back in a, in a 2v1 for them. And Shotzi's just basically baiting back and forth, like putting a shot in, jumping back and forth, baiting accuracy's yep. attention while Hook gets an angle to shoot him. And the Hook shoots him in the back. And it's like a kill. And it's just like the little things like that. Like their chemistry is so on point. Their communication was probably perfect there. And like he's baiting accuracy's attention to set Hook up in a good position to get the kill. And like he's not selfishly hunting the kill. And yeah, teamwork's on point. I'm excited to see this optic team go forward. And they got a test this week with FaZe. Definitely do, but if they can do that teamwork like that, scary. Yeah, and they're they're setting the pace. I think like to me, the X factor on this team obviously is like Hukanili, because we expect Dashie and Shotzi to be pretty consistent. They'll have their pop off moments, but like those are probably the two more stars on the team. I think you'd probably agree with that too, Dashie and Shotzi. Yeah. But like Hook had moments where he was popping off and Illy was the best player in that Toronto mm-hmm. series, especially in the map four. Like if Illy and Hook are popping off, this team is is going to be scary and tough to beat. Yeah, 
Don't want to play them. Yeah, that's for sure. Going to maybe the opposite end of the spectrum, a team that we're not as, as not as uh, hyped on is Rocker. Um, it was good, and then it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was. Started out, they three would phase, and we were like, "Who is this Rocker team? Are they? Are they finally turning the corner?" And then the next day, they lost to uh, the Gorillas three <laughs> one. Yeah. So Where are we at with Rocker? Sense. Oh man! Wow. So it's so tough to tell. They're like on a good day, top six. Yeah, on bad, a bad day. day, bottom two. <laughs> yeah, bottom two. Don't know what you're gonna get all the time. Like, uh, man, so I don't. So, it's so like disappointing, honestly. <laughs> it's also like confusing because, like, in that series against Minnes or against Atlanta, they they took it to Atlanta. Map uh, map count wise or map score wise, I guess I should say, mm-hmm. very close. Four point win in the hard point, a six three search, and then a, a map or a round five in the Bagra Fortress uh, control. Yeah. But I mean, Albagra is basically a guaranteed round five every control um, with the way defense plays in that map. But I mean, looking at the numbers wise, I mean the best KD on phase is a point nine five from Simp. Their damage was incredibly lower than uh, Minnesota in this series, like. Bance was frying, Afro was frying. That's kind of a theme with this Minnesota team. I was going to mention that too. Is like, I don't know if I necessarily had it in mind that the the sub duo would be the better half of Minnesota and Cami and Attach would be letting down. Yeah, Afro and Bance. I thought maybe it'd be the other way around. I, I had more faith in Cami and um, Attach to be consistent, and maybe Bance and Afro would be the question mark because Bance and Afro have been up and down players at times over the last few years. But it seems like the AR duo is letting them down. That's that's my takeaway. But like, still, it's so hard to just destroy Minnesota because I think that makes them what two and two in the qualifiers now yes. so good chance to hit to winner's bracket and but like it's just so they're so like just mid but like shouldn't be mid at all <laughs> it's so annoying because like they beat a team like phase 3-0 and it's like that's a good win and then it's like okay here we go you're two and one you're gonna build off this and they just like they lose to LAG and Bance is the only guy that really popped in that series but I don't know just just odd because I, I do think LAG is better than people are getting them credit for. But also at the same time, like if you beat FaZe and you're expecting to be a good team, you should be beating LAG. Yeah. Definitely. We need we need some little bit of cami step up. Yeah, for sure. He's he's gotta pick it up. People are, are calling for him to get dropped. I'm still not on that train and I don't know if I'll ever be able to get on that train, but That's a hard train to do after what we we saw a Cold War with him. <laughs> yeah, people are living off that, but I mean I can't blame him. Yeah, it's um, so, like disappointing so far. Yeah, but it's like I'm still not on the blow it up train because I, I maybe I'm biased for that team because I just like the players on so much. But I still just like look at that roster. And I'm like they they can figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't blow it up at all. Yeah, because once again, you got to have a, a better alternative if you're gonna blow it up. You can't just blow it up to blow it up. Like you got to have a, a better alternative because you're in season right now. Yeah. Need the points. Need every match counts. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to phase our next team. We just mentioned them. They got blown out of the water by a rocker. Kind of shaky for them. A team that we'd expect them to beat once again because of rocker state and the fact that, you know, they're Atlanta. But then they beat subliners, who a lot of people argue is our best team in the game, coming off a major win and they haven't seemed to slow down too much. And uh the hard points for phase were rough to say the least in this series they got uh 
beat by a hundred in the map one and then got hundred point clubbed on Zarqua. Uh, yeah, Hydro, I and then, that was just clinical. <laughs> yeah, and like Slasher was kind of tweeting like it wasn't not a great, um, not a great series for them overall. And he was kind of rage tweeting about the game and stuff because like yeah, you get where he's coming from when you look at the series. They they snuck out a, a round five control win and then a, a round eleven and a round ten search win and got dominated in the hard point. So a true Neslo in the truest form. Yep, <laughs> for phase here. But hey, sometimes you gotta you gotta be able to win series like that. Like that's something that FaZe would struggle in the past. Like they were such a dominant respawn team that like if they lost hard points, things would get dicey. But hey, you know, it's kinda like what you say in like football, like you gotta learn how to win games in every style, blowout, you gotta learn how to win ugly. Yep, I guess win ugly yeah, games. if I take one thing away, <laughs> take one thing away from this is at least FaZe was able to win ugly. Yep. Definitely. They're winning search, but not losing hard points. Yeah, it's I mean, we can move on to the next team, but like my my general takeaway for phase is like I'm I need to see them find some consistency, but I'm not worried about them at all. Like at least they were able to beat they could have had a fluke series against Minnesota where they struggled, and you know Minnesota does have talented players, could have been a good day for them, but like at least they were able to take out New York in whatever fashion it was, because like we said, we know New York is a is a very good team, maybe the best team in the game right now. So good on Atlanta to take them out. I also think Matt Bye was a. Uh... They had like a break over. Like yeah, there's a little bit and all that jazz. So stay composed, composed. You know, got the dub out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Then uh, maybe to the opposite end of the spectrum again. We go. Got Florida Mutineers. Uh, they only had the one match this weekend against New York, where they lost three one. Um, this was the series where. Uh, Scrappy was raging because they had to like replay uh, the map one or whatever. This was a, a pretty dominant series. I mean, Florida took a search, basically the most predictable scoreline for this series, a 3-1, because you'd expect Florida to take a search yeah. um, off of New York, but this was just a dominant series. I mean, look at the KDs across the board. 1.1 for Skies, 1.19 oh. for Priesta, 1.31 for Kismet, 1.57 for uh, Hydra, and then on the side of Florida, everybody incredibly negative. Um, havoc all the way down to a 0.58 the damage across the board mm-hmm. much lower like just florida got dominated this weekend but like my general takeaway is still the same on florida like they're going to be scrappy because they're such a good search team one of the best mm-hmm. search teams in the game so they're going to be scrappy if they can they're a team that's the classic my classic example they're like an elevate from bo3 i'll always use that oh, example yeah. they're gonna just scratch and claw and win almost every search they're just looking to take one respawn from you um, the reason I don't ha- take too much negative from this series is because they're playing New York, who is just just head and shoulders above them talent wise. Yeah, every player is more talented. I would I would assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would think that too. Get the, yeah, so hey, they got one. Bad. They got one like Major Maniac. He always gets you one. Yeah, they're, I mean they're a great search team. So like if the it's it is a nice thing to have in their back pocket. Like if they take you on a map one, they've got you a little panicked because they're a very good map two team. Yeah. Just a very good search team. So like if Florida takes you out in map one, watch out. That's a recipe for disaster. That's how like if they could just get hot at hard point and just like keep getting their favorite map map one somehow, like look mm-hmm. out because they win map one. It's a whole new series because if they get up two O, they can close it out most likely. And most teams are able to close out two O's. Yeah, definitely get high on the right day of the tournament. Never yeah. know. Yeah. And they, they do have upside, but I'm not like completely like Florida isn't like my bottom team because of how good they are at search. Yeah. Right, Speaking right. of a team that used to be good at search, Brock, um, they're, they're not a struggle this weekend. They're Atlanta. Vegas. 
Yeah. Vegas. Granted, <laughs> they did play good teams, but Vegas went 0-2 this weekend. They lost 3-1. Um, I guess they didn't really play good teams. I kind of forgot they played London. For some reason, I thought they played FaZe, but I was tripping. Um, they lost to London and Boston 3-1. <laughs> Granted, they did win both searches, so I guess I shouldn't say they're a bad search team. They did go 2-0 with two dominant wins in search. Um, but man, blew some hard points, choked those away. They got dominated by Scraps in that... Uh, uh, yeah, scraps was in that London series. He was Seuss Fry and he tied the hard point kill streak record this year at 11. Um, but they were overall close in their hard points, just a couple crucial mistakes down the stretch, and their search continued. So, like, Clay tweeted, like, we suck again, and like they were really down about it. But, like, I'll let you go first with your thoughts on Vegas, but I have some like not so negative thoughts on them. I, I still think, you know, right day, right time, they can, they can beat anyone. Just a little mistakes that they're making in Hardpoint. I think it's, it's an easy, it should be an easy fix, I would assume. The coaches tell them. They see the VOD. It should be it's not that part of the fix, I feel like. Yeah, I I agree. Like, I don't think it's a ridiculously hard fix because of the like I would be a lot more panicked if they came out this weekend and they got dominated in search and lost the series. Mm-hmm. Because like that's been their strength. Like they've been so good at search that it keeps them in series. Like map two is almost a lock for them. So I look at that and I'm like, okay, like if, if, if Legion are able to take kind of like we just talked about with Florida, like if, if Legion are in the same boat, if they're able to take a respawn off you, then watch out. And I think that Legion, I trust the Legion to take a respawn off teams more than I trust Florida. But I would do that too. They have, I think they have more talent. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but that's where I'm like kind of sitting here thinking like, Man, they got to figure out the hard points because, like, they weren't that far off. Though. That's what I'll say. I'm my only thoughts on Vegas are it's rough that they lose to London because that's like a team. London and Boston are teams like that are very beatable teams. So you'd like to see them maybe get those wins and obviously you'd like to see them get at least one of them. But like, I still feel very confident in Vegas in search. I mean, what is their their search record on the year now is 14 and five. Um, their Top issue though, year. three and 10 in control and seven and 18 in hard point. Clean that up. Yeah, Clean like up. somehow three. get a little better because they're dominant. Fourteen and five in search is incredible. I know it's. Is that the best overall? It might be the best overall. Got to be pretty close to. I mean, like Florida would probably be up there as well. Florida's eleven and five, so just a little bit less reps. They have three less wins. Same guess, on losses. New York, maybe. Uh... New York's really good at respawn. That might be carrying them a little more. New York's 10 and 9. Yeah, New York's just really good at respawn. 11 and 4 in control and 17 and 9 in hard point. Yeah, that might be the best in the league, but they can't win anything else. <laughs> uh, FaZe is 12 and 6 in search. They're up there as well. Yeah, I think that's the highest. Yeah, so I mean, Vegas is probably the best search team in the game, and that's. They that's just got to clean up those hard points, but I, they're they're close. That's what I, that's my final thought on them is they're close. Like they they were mm-hmm. right there. Like they were two thirty a lot of hard points, and there was like one crucial mistake towards the end of the map. Yeah, costed them. But like they're they're not far off in my opinion. Like keep keep grinding at the respawns. And just just try to figure it out. And just like you said, like I think last week or whatever, they get to fifty fifty percent in control or hard point. Yeah, one of the modes. They're top. Make those modes like a fifty fifty. Yeah. You're dominant at search, and don't don't start to slack on the search to try to improve your respawn because you've got to keep that search top tier. Because I don't yeah. think they're ever going to be able to become a consistently dominant respawn team. No, but I think they could keep up the consistent domination in search. 
Yeah, definitely good. Give me there. London, Brock. We just talked about them with Vegas. Beat them 3-1. They got 3-0'd by Big Cap and the Thieves. Um, My thoughts on London, like, it's so hard to determine what's going on with them because they're just changing their roster every two seconds. Uh, Seems like they're somewhat competitive in the London series. I mean, Legion. Yeah, Legion, they're going to get the win. I mean, they... They played the hard point tight against the Thieves. Granted, though, the Thieves have a substitute, so is that really that impressive? I don't know, but like my thoughts on London are kind of the same. They beat a Vegas team that struggles in respawns and a bunch of respawns um, and close hard points. Like I mm-hmm. still just don't have that much faith in this London team. It is good to see Nasty and Scraps really have a good series, even yeah. though it was against Vegas, because like I feel like Nasty and Scraps are going to have to really step up and be absolute killers in order to... Mm-hmm for this team to have a chance, but, like, yeah, London is kind of just, like, a whatever to me. Yeah, they're basically, like, the same. You know, they keep switching their team up every other day. Yeah. They're a bottom four team with a chance to maybe make noise and somehow scratch their way in into the top eight, maybe. It's what they are to me. Yeah. Sh- sh- Shadow Scraps, though. He fried. Frying in that, London, that Vegas series. Frying. Frying, yeah. Good to see, though. Good to see out of him. All right, Brock, New York, subliners. Uh, we had talked about it earlier. Absolutely dominated Florida and then lost that 3 2 to phase where they dominated the hard points. Yeah, they're still, they're still the best team. <laughs> yeah, I, I have like no words to say on them besides they're number one in the standings. They're still a great argument you can make for them having the best team. Priesta went 31 and 11 in that map four hard point, by the way. Oh, well, yeah, he um, was frying. Yeah, cooking. Um, that's a priest that we all want to see this year and he's, he's doing it yeah I and mean, like my only takeaway basically from this series is like yeah they couldn't win a search I, like I'll say like there's a slight worry there where like they couldn't win a, a search or a control like the more scrappy game modes that maybe they're a respawn team and like could be like a I'm not comparing them at all to the optic dynasty but like the optic dynasty at their at their biggest downfalls like I'm just saying them because of them being the best team in the game at the time. Um, just like New York, you can make an argument it's the best team. Like Optic just couldn't win a search. Like in Black Ops 3, at Champs, that was Optic's downfall. They just couldn't win search. Yeah. Just couldn't do it. And like, I'm not at all saying New York can't win search because that's just not the case. Like, what is New York's search record this year? They are 10 and 9. Yeah, 10 and 9. So, like, that's solid. That's about 50% win rate. It's about yep. what you need. They're a good search team, um, or at least average search team, and like obviously so good at respawn. So like I'm not that worried about it, but like don't let it become a habit, New York. Don't uh don't consistently lose searches because that'll that'll end up costing you, but you're bound to go to some map fives against good teams. Yeah, don't rely on the respawns and just chalk up the S and D because you know you're gonna not potentially win it. Yeah. For sure. All right. L A G. Um, interesting weekend for them because they're also one of our teams that only had uh, one match, but they look good in their one match. They beat up on Rocker pretty well there um, in a 3-1 fashion. RCDs had a, a great series. Joe Deceives had a he had a map where he fried, I believe, in that map before. Yeah, with the 1.16, he had a nice map. Good amount of damage there. Yep. Um, LAG picking it up. Um, feeling like I'm more optimistic on them, obviously, than I was before with um, with their uh, original roster with Hook and those guys where they just looked horrendous but um, there's life there's, there's life. life now 
Yeah, RCD shooting bodies at Cami too. <laughs> yeah, uh, on uh, the control. Don't know why yeah. I did it, but <laughs> they they won it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and I mean maybe RCDs and Assault are establishing a, a good pace, good communication, just overall, you know, just organization on this team with the two veteran main mm-hmm. AR communicators. Yeah, I think so. But honestly, solid from LAG. Now I'm looking forward to seeing if they can build on this and become a more competitive team because it certainly seems like they are. They're on their way. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of RCD's MVP if they keep winning. Yeah, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk LA Thieves. They got 3-0'd by Ultra, and then they 3-0'd London. Honestly, it's a little bit hard to evaluate them, and I don't want to spend too much time on them because they didn't have Kenny this weekend. They were playing with a fill-in in Capsidal, which, by the way, shout-out to Capsidal against a very good Ultra good. team. He had a .98, and he looked very good um, based on the eye test. In that match, mm-hmm. they just got beat by a very good team with this fill-in, and then they 3-0'd London, and Cap had a 1.14. The players couldn't say enough good stuff about him. Obviously, it's hard to judge on this weekend because Kenny was out. Um, he is sick currently, they said, and like I guess doctors recommended to him it wasn't the best thing for him to play. But I did see on Twitter that like he's feeling better, and they're thinking there's a chance he's back to play for them this week. So, I mean, my takeaway is get Cap still in the league. That dude is gross still and a great young talent to, to help build a, a foundation around Wait, Florida. Yeah. Hit him up. Um, I think they know who... Yeah, probably, because I like Vickle's talent. A Vickle and Capsidal young talented sub duo becomes intriguing florida hit him up um and effects yeah that'd be a that'd be a nice little nice or little just sub-duo. uh a little bit of expansion teams called yeah, that too <laughs> yeah that too get a dug in capsule sub duo you'd love that oh don't, <laughs> don't go about doug now <laughs> yeah but, i mean i'm i'm intrigued um capsule needs to get back in the league but hopefully kenny's good soon so we can see them that's that's my thoughts on la thieves way to way to at least pick up a win so that way if kenny's back for the major you at least can try to find yourself in winner's bracket i think they're one and three now so it might be tough though yeah what is salvage the weekend yeah get a win beat a team you're supposed to beat like london yep um maybe a team that didn't have a great weekend though seattle Uh. surge Jack and Kobe. <laughs> they lost uh, 3-2 to Optic, and I believe that drops them to 0-3. And these qualifiers, yeah, Shaq and Kobe, Sib with a 1.22, Pred with a 1.2, and their teammates both drop 0.9s. And how many more times? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the same old story for Surge, though. Like, they look great in hardpoint, win the hard points against an under-practice Optic team, and then they can't win a, a Surge. I mean, even in control, they're not bad. They're eight and six this year in control. They're fifteen and nine in uh, hard point. You want to take a guess what their um, search and destroy record is? They've played nineteen search uh, search maps. Look at it right now. Yeah. Jesus, four and fifteen. Like, if that was even like eight wins, they even got that to like eight and eleven, they'd be so much better. Yeah. Like I, they can't I, win I, a search. I mean, yikes. yeah. Yeah, I, I I was watching Pred on the stream say basically like. Map two basically chalk it up at this point for now. <laughs> yeah, and you're not gonna want to hear. <laughs> like they're not far off either. Like they're pretty. Like their hard point is fifteen to nine. That's one of the better records in the league, and their control is better than a fifty percent win rate. That's like if you're you're over fifty percent in both respawns, that's pretty darn good. Like, but their search is like they're winning twenty five percent of their searches. Yeah, I also heard that uh, they don't switch up on search. They always go to the same spots. So yeah, I, I mean, very I, predictable. I don't need yeah. to talk about this team anymore. Just like, my yeah. figure it out. Like, I'm more creative in search than they are. 
Um, <laughs> something different if it doesn't yeah, work. It's like, switch it up. I'd rather have you switch up and it looks awful and bad than just do the same thing every time and just continue to lose. Like, what is that? I really, I really have four hit everything together than do whatever they're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Play TDM and hit everything together rather than this. Yeah. Um, Ultra, <laughs> yeah, Ultra beat Thieves with a sub 3-0, and then they got kind of dominated by Optic. I want to get to predictions, so I've got nothing to say on Ultra besides the fact that they're still a oh, contender good. to win this event. They're they're very good. They happen to run into an Optic team that I think is really good and has a lot of momentum right now. Like, I think on any given day, Optic could beat Toronto again. I think we play that match again. Toronto could very very easily beat Optic. I think is maybe just a, a rough day for them, but like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This team is still gross. I mean, they're 14 and 11 in hardpoint, 10 and 7 in search, and 11 and 3 overall in control. Like, this team is still very good. I have no worries about Toronto. I still think we're going to see them probably with another yep. top four finish at the major. Yeah, I would totally agree everything you say. And our last team, the Boston Breach, who beat Vegas 3 1 on the weekend. Um, I'd say it was a successful weekend for Boston. I mean, they, they beat a team like Vegas, who maybe isn't the most impressive win, but like I wouldn't consider Vegas a bad team by no. any means. And it, it was good to see Methods kind of cook. It was good to see Big Wake back cooking. And Vivid has his normal 0.9 with the highest engagements on the team and like almost the most damage. Yep. Um, good to see them win a couple hard points. And like like we said, Vegas screwed up with a couple plays and, and lost close hard points. But like, hey, that also means Boston was making the correct plays laid in those hard points to win it so good on boston i still feel the same way about them where like i feel like they can upset anyone but i just i don't, I don't know they're 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 like a middle of the pack team that has upset potential to me yeah that's why i found to beat an optic i'm in a tournament beat a top team so i'm more more worried about not these these middle of the pack teams they're winning yeah. against it's been their thing since they've joined the cdl is they they dominate the middle of the pack and they step up and beat the top teams and they really haven't been able to up to this point in Vanguard at all or this year. Yeah. Um they're basically like we talked about they are 50% in search almost 6 and 7, almost 50% in control 4 and 5, but then 11 and 6 in hard points. So like once again, I feel like with the players in their team, Vivid, Nero, um Methods even, like they should be able to play very well in search. So that's what I'm looking for for them. I'd be looking for them to continue this almost 2 to 1 win rate on hard point and then pick up their search big time and i think yeah. we can get to a situation where we talk about them being more of a contender but I, i'm still pretty optimistic on boston i have been the whole year yep i, I agree all right let's do our pickums. final thing we got to do on the pod this week um update on the standings brock it's looking rough for you i might i might go up 2-0 on major standings for you i beat you by three points in major one we switched up the scoring a little bit and I'm having a pretty good major actually like this past week I started out the first five matches I got correct and then I got four matches in a row wrong and then got the final match correct you start out mm-hmm. in a two win streak then a two losing streak then you got one right then a four losing streak like I did and then you got the last one right um on the week you ended up getting what did you get here you got one yep. point and I got two points so that increases my lead from 12 to 3 to 14 to 4 on points for the league. So you got to go big. Going to probably need a lot of two point predictions out of you this week. I have to go crazy. Got to call down the, 10, the script so. writers to the CDL. Can yeah, you you're going <laughs> to need um you're going to need a lot of help here. You might need to, you know, go a little crazy predicting two point matches and stuff here. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll go crazy. 
<laughs> All right. Let's make our predictions here. First day. Man, we've got a marquee matchup here. First match on Friday. Let's go. London baby. <laughs> versus Florida. Oh, why is this is like. This is a this is a 2 p.m. Eastern or 3 p.m. Eastern on a Friday kind of match. Non prime time. Yeah, I will not be probably watching that. Yeah, you'll be at work and yeah. Yeah, that's a good time plot for these teams right now. Yeah. It's a perfect time slot. We don't necessarily need to be tuned into this one. I'm glad they didn't put this one on the prime time when I can watch a little easier. Yeah. Who you got though? I mean, this is just a like, ugh, like, what do you do with this one? It's hard to predict uh, because they're both kind of in they're they're close teams to like where we have them probably ranked at. So I actually, know. like a tougher match to predict, kinda. I I want to I want to do three to two Florida. Okay. Three, two, Florida. How many are you putting your two points on? Are you going to go all out? I'll put two points, yeah. Okay, I I was like literally so like so 50-50 on this one um, because I really don't have like a strong preference and like I was going to say Florida. I fully believe in Florida in the search and destroy, which is why I refuse to pick a 3-2 if I go London. So I'm going to say London 3-1. Just Screw it, London 3-1. I'm only putting one on it because I don't feel confident at all in that. Mm-hmm. I was basically 50-50 and was going to pick opposite of what you did, to be honest, this one. Yeah. Like, if we're being 100% honest, <clears throat> I, don't, I, don't, I like to normally come up with some logic for what I'm doing, but that's my logic. It's no logic. It's screw it. You're Where's picking it Florida. It's 50-50. Although I do think that Florida, like, if I was leaning one way, I'd say I'm leaning, like, maybe 60-40 towards Florida. Is it weird as that sounds because I'm picking London, but, like, I do think yeah. I lean a little bit more towards Florida just because like when I look at these two teams, I see London as just like a toss up in every game mode. And I think Florida has a strength to lean on mm-hmm. and that's search and destroy. So that's why I like Florida maybe a little bit more, but I'm going to give you a chance to come back here and pick London three, one, one point on it. All right. The comeback trail starts now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Vegas versus New York. I mean, are you going to, you going to go real bold on this one? No. I'm going to go to standard 3-1, to one, New York. Two points. Okay. Putting two points on it again. You got uh, you got Vegas taking the search? Yep. Yeah, it's, I feel like that's probably going to be a really common pick in this matchup right here. Um, I'm trying to look. Obviously, you can veto my four-point pick for the week if you end up wanting to do the same team. I was thinking about maybe using it here on NYSL because I do feel confident in them to kind of dominate Vegas in the in the response. So I'm kind of looking forward to see if there's like a different match that I like more. Well, I'm excited to see that Texas versus Vegas search and destroy maps. Hopefully that goes to map five. Um, looking forward though, I don't know if there's necessarily a match I, I see that I want more. I think I, unless you're going to veto it because you're going to put mo- uh, your four points on it later. I think I'm going to put four points on NYSL in this one. No, I'm not putting on that one. You're not going to put it on NYSL later either? Uh, no. Okay, because I'm going to go 3-1 as well, but I'm going to put my four points right away on this mm-hmm. NYSL one just because Paris, or I want not Paris, Vegas, their, their respawn has been so shaky, whereas for New York, it's been probably the best in the game. And obviously, New York search has been so shaky, which is what scares me if Vegas is able to take one of these searches. It's going to get or one of these respawns is going to get really scary because I do think Vegas is easily going to win both searches if it goes 
to a MAV5. Um, but I'm just going to put my faith in saying that New York is going to be able to dominate the the response and just win this 1-3-1. So I'm putting my four points on it. Yeah, it's very, very fair. Yeah, I mean, what is the, what is the difference in hardpoint record here? Vegas is, uh, what are they? They're 7-18 and 18 in hardpoint, and New York is 17-9. Uh, <laughs> yes, I mean, it, it's interesting here. I mean, in Vegas, I think, let me look at this here. Vegas, yeah, Vegas likes to pick embassy as their hard points their most picked map with six and it looks like it's new york's auto veto they vetoed it nine times Jeez. so they're gonna veto their favorite pick as well yeah then on top of that on top of them not being good at hard point compared to new york they're also probably not going to play their favorite map yes it might be a little bit rough so just just an overall mess in the situation there for for vegas so i'm going three one as well but four points on it then we got Atlanta LAG. Your boys LAG versus the big dogs in Atlanta. Um. <laughs> oh man, I didn't pick up. I didn't pick LAG last weekend. They win. <laughs> um. Yeah, the one time you don't pick them. <laughs> I know. I'm going to Atlanta. Three one. Two points. I just feel like yeah, Atlanta is gonna uh... come back. Kind of like you know, probably just oh, it, it could be it could be easy three zero, but I'll, I'll give him one little revenge yeah. game for CDs technically, but I yeah I want to give you chances to come back, but like I can't. Yeah, LAG really. here on this one, like this isn't a fifty fifty. I'm gonna go Atlanta as well. I'm gonna I'll give you a chance here to make up a point on a map count. I'm gonna go three zero. Right. I'm gonna say three zero, and I'm also gonna put two points on it. I feel. Putting two points mostly because I feel very confident that Atlanta's going to win this one in whatever fashion. I could see it going like 3-2 because I like LAG's potential to maybe take a, a respawn or even a search and destroy. Like I like their potential to at least get one map mm-hmm. and maybe make it mixy enough to get to a map five. But And Atlanta also looks slightly more vulnerable this week after you know losing uh, 3-0 to Minnesota. They maybe showed some cracks in the armor, but um, I'm going to take them 3-0 and put two points on this as well and put my faith in Atlanta because it's, it's hard not to most of the time. Yeah. LAG oh. Toronto. Um again. Oh, back man. to back, your boys. Again, we get to talk about LAG and Toronto. The first match on oh, uh, man. on Saturday. I, I'm just trying to see what these other matches are. Thinking about putting your four on Toronto right here or what? No. You're not going oh. to? I, w- I want to pick LAG so bad here. I bounce back after they lose the face. <laughs> Come back and beat Toronto three to two. Yikes! You gotta manifest it. No, I'll I'll just, yeah, I would do that, but I only put one point on it. <laughs> what was the map going? You said uh, three to two. Three two. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a chance to make up some points here. I guess I'll take Toronto if you're gonna let me do it. Yep. Um, you're going bold. I haven't gone to map five yet, but I'm not gonna do it on this one. I'm gonna put two points on this one. For Toronto, there's there's even more of a chance for you to swing it. I'm putting two points in uh, Toronto three one. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I kind of see this one shaking out though is I think it's actually going to be like a LAG comes out, punches them in the mouth, wins map one, and then Toronto rattles off three straight. That's the way I see this one working out, and I, I think Toronto's going to take a three one in that fashion. But I'm, I'm not surprised you took LAG, but pull LAG fighting for a winners bracket. They got a brutal week. Atlanta and Toronto is not a fun way to have to fight your way into winners bracket. 
It is not, but it'll be there. The test. Yeah, that's that's brutal though. <laughs> yep. We got Vegas, Texas. Uh, like I said, I'm super excited because right now Optic looks like a potential top search team with a new roster. They looked very good in search this yep. past weekend. I believe they went three and zero, right? Two wins in that Seattle series, yep. and then um, beat Toronto yep. already in that search. So they look great in search. Vegas, obviously, many would argue is the best search team in the game. So I'm praying for a map five in this one. Don't know if we're gonna be able to get there because I do like optic and the respawns a lot more. But what you got for this one? You want me to pick first? Yeah, you pick first. Ugh, so I'm think. I'm thinking this is gonna get a little bit more interesting than maybe you might think. I'm 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 leaning three one or three two is what I'm choosing between. Um, I was thinking three one. Gonna yeah, that's what I was thinking. Also, as I was leaning more <laughs> towards. I picked so many three ones, it just doesn't seem right. But I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say Texas three one over Vegas. I'm gonna put screw it. I'll go two points. I'll keep I'll keep wagering a lot to give you chances here for me to get a lot of minus twos. Um, I'm gonna say Texas three one with two points on it over Vegas. I, I like Vegas, obviously, like I said, to have a chance in the search. But um, things start to get interesting if they take a respawn in this one because I hope they do. Because I want to see this thing go to five, and I want to see two searches between these potential top two search teams. Yep, I'm going Texas as well, three to one. But I'll I'll put four points. That's your four pointer. Yeah, a little bit of dashy can give me the four points, <sighs> and the one point scary for the one map. Though. Yeah, it definitely could be. It would be very. It's, it's a scary one. If you're loading into a map five, you're getting a little worried. Yeah. It's anyone's game. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, in terms of search maps too, like Vegas really likes playing Fortress. Uh, they're six and zero on it, and Optic, um, also like this past weekend played Fortress for like the first few times. They're two and two on it, um, mm-hmm. and they're eight and seven in search. But their search record doesn't necessarily reflect what we feel about them because they're three and zero with the current roster. So maybe we think they're a little better, but um, it'll certainly be interesting. Yeah, the eyeball this, uh, test says otherwise. And maybe those the search wins for Optic are a little fluky considering two of them came against uh, Seattle, who is maybe the worst search team, or is the worst search team. Yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting to see where they where they go because what is Seattle's yeah, they're four and fifteen in search, we said that's just a yikes, but we both got them three one, but you're going pretty all out on them. Yep. Then we got Boston, Florida. Uh, uh Maybe a little bit of a toss-up series. Like, ugh. if anybody weird. remembers the meme from last year in the podcast, uh, this is like the the battle of the teams I can't pick. These are the two teams that whenever I pick them, they lose, and whenever I pick against them, they win. So the curse has to be broken one way, you'd think. All right, so you can pick first. <laughs> yeah, um, you know who I'm going for. Whatever reason, I have this like weird I know, yeah. faith in them. So I'm gonna go with Boston. Uh, this will be the first one I pick map five. Ah, do I want to pick map five? I feel like I lean Florida. You know what? No, Boston's going to get the the clutch, the uh, the clutch question marks off their back. They're going to win this one three two. I hate picking that because I do obviously favor Florida in a search over Boston. But for some reason, I believe Boston's going to clutch up. Be a tight right. series. They clutch up in a map five. I'm going to put one point on it for a Boston three two. All right, I'm doing the opposite of you. The my boys from Florida. <laughs> All right, you're going Florida. Major Maniacs going to go off the series. Probably like 1.6. 100, <laughs> 100 kills. <laughs> 100 there. kills? That'd be a lot of engagements for him. Uh, I'll do two points as well. What's map count, you're saying? Uh, three to two. Okay, Obviously. so we're going map five, and 
you're going with Florida. I'm going Boston. Yeah, I probably like your pick a little more anyways. It'd be interesting. Next series, we got Seattle versus NYSL. Um, <laughs> I think you might have a chance to do something different than me here because I'll tell you my prediction first is going to be NYSL, which I'm assuming you're probably going to go with as well. But I'm going to say it goes actually to a 3-2. Okay. I think that this gets like an extremely mixy series. I think Shaq and Kobe go off in the map one and take that. Um, I think NYSL bounces back, takes the search. We get to a 1-1. Um, NYSL, not the best search team, though. I could see a world where maybe Seattle finally is able to win a search. I think they're what, like 0-10 online, I thought I saw. Um, yeah. They really suck in search online, but thankfully we get this series to like a 1-1, and then I think maybe Seattle takes the control or NYSL gets up 2-2. Seattle takes both hard points again and gets Nesload or something. I could see something like that happening, but I'm going to say 3-2 New York. I'm going to put two points on this one as well, give you give you some more chances to come back, but I do feel pretty confident New York should be able to take this one, so I'll pick them 3-2 with two points on it. That's fair. I will, I'm going Shaq and Kobe. 3-1. Yeah, Lock it in. Two points. They Seattle, find, they're they're, they're going to figure one. it out. Two points? Yep. Oh, boy. You're going you're gonna to have some swings here. You picked a lot of uh, bold teams. Idea. Got to do it though. Oh God, this next series is just. What do you even predict here? This is gross. Minnesota uh, versus Seattle. I put like nothing because like, yeah. well, what Minnesota am I gonna get? This just day? bet on a draw. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like Minnesota is like godlike in control at ten and three. They're gross in search at six and nine and nine and twelve. Um, in hardpoint, they like to veto. Uh, Mercado for hard points. Um, well, that's interesting. Uh, I didn't even know that, but Seattle's auto veto is Hydro. They've only ever vetoed Hydro hard point. Really? 13 times. Uh, so that's going to get vetoed out. Uh, Minnesota is going to veto Mercado. And then um, Seattle is, yeah, Seattle is uh, picked Fortress six times and Hotel five times. So they're going to pick one of those. And then. Uh, Minnesota is also is obsessed with Fortress. So Fortress Hardpoint will be played. They also seem to like Embassy. So this is probably going to be Fortress and Embassy Hardpoints okay, in okay. this series. Um, so playing some bigger maps, I guess, maybe. Um, although Fortress is pretty small. Um, tight quarters in a lot of the map. But this will be a mixy series. I'm trying to just figure out any logic to pick because this is just a gross series of two teams I don't trust, but uh, where are you going on this one? What's your pick first this time? Where am I going? We're going with three to one Seattle again. They're bouncing back. I'll put one point only though. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to put anything more than one point on this one. Yeah. Um. Screw it. This series is just gross. I don't know who to pick, so I'm gonna say it goes to a game five, and I'll give you a chance to come back. I'll go three two, Minnesota. And mm-hmm. put one point on it. This is just a gross series, and I don't know why I have like slightly more faith in Minnesota to be more consistent, which also sounds wild to say because they're the model of inconsistency this year. Yeah, but I'll I'll say three two Minnesota. I just have more faith in them in search and destroy, and I this is just a toss up in my head. So I'll just say whatever it goes map five, and I trust Minnesota more. Either way, yeah, it's very. I don't. I don't. It just was a toss up. I don't know. I just I said some random stuff. Yeah, then we got a uh, LAT Boston. Um, not technically sure at this point, um, at this time in the recording, who's playing for LAT. 
I know I saw like a thing that said Kenny could be playing because he is feeling better. He texted their group chat and said he's feeling better, but no guarantees he's playing. Um, could be Capsital. Not sure if that affects your prediction, but we got Thieves Boston. This is a pretty tight match, but in my mind, two teams that are, you know, both middle of the pack. I'm going three two. Atlant, no Anto, Lat, holy crap. Three two. Cap, yeah, if Cap plays, it's a revenge game. That is Drop true. Him. What are you yeah. putting for points? One or two? We're going two. We're going big. Okay, you're going to like this. I'm going to go Boston on this one. I'm going to keep my faith in Boston. going to say they take them out in a 3-1 fashion. I think that they, they lose either the hard point or the control, the map one or map three. Mm-hmm. 3-1. I'm only going to put one point because I don't feel crazy confident on this one. But let me put one point down on Boston in a 3-1. So we're splitting. Um, we might split this last match too because I'll just go out and say I'm thinking Optic in a 3-2 over Atlanta phase. Um, I like Optic Search game right now. Although I also like Atlanta Search game, they they just Neslo in New York. Uh, I think the respawns are a big toss up. I think the respawns will more decide this series as odds. It's on stake because obviously if it goes map five, Search and Destroy decides the end of the series. But I, I do feel like the respawns um are interesting because I think searches could easily be a split. Like they're so even, but like Optic, we don't necessarily know how this team plays in respawn yet because. They looked pretty terrible against Seattle and then pretty good um, later on against Toronto. So which optic are we going to see? Uh, which phase are we going to see? Because they also look pretty terrible in response. Those are more of the question marks to me because I think they're both good at search. So I think one team could pick up their respawn and really dominate this series and make it quicker than we think. But I'm going to say 3-2 and let's put some more points in there to keep continuing to make things interesting. I'm going to put two points on optic in a 3-2. I'll pick Atlanta. Think going with the the old I'll faithful. Yep, Atlanta Stellium Simp <laughs> Abe. Three to one. Three two one. Points. I thought you were gonna say three two. No. And two points on it. Yep, two points. So uh, that's what I, I I'm I'm intrigued by that slate of matches on Sunday. To be honest, maybe more than any of the other days because like Minnesota Seattle, like we said, who knows? That's a legit toss up. Like. Who shows up? <laughs> yeah, well, who shows up? It'll be Minnesota's first match of the weekend. Seattle is playing the back-to-back. They play the last match on Saturday into the first match on Sunday. So who knows what they're going to look like? That's just a question mark. LAT in Boston will be interesting to see just because, like like we said, kind of on the same playing field as well. So that will be interesting. And then we got a marquee, you know, the, the heavy hitter matchup always, the optic versus phase matchup. Just so many star players. Yep. So, like, star that's, that's a good day of Sunday matches, night. <laughs> and, I mean, we flipped... We took the opposite team every time on Sunday. So as long as you maybe dominate me earlier in the week, the first two uh, days, you have a chance to come back there. I mean, we split on what one match the first day we split on three matches the second day and all the matches on the third day. So like, you're definitely gonna have a chance to come back if your predictions are on point. Yeah, I went big either. Off of the hit. <laughs> either you're probably going to come back and win or make it very close or I'm going to absolutely blow you out. One of the two is going to happen. Otherwise I'm down bad. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to be either blown out or like going to make it very interesting or maybe even kind of dominate me if you end up getting like all these right because we're pretty opposite in a lot of them. Yeah, definitely. All right. That's pretty much it, though. This is our last weekend uh, of matches before Major 2. You got anything else before we wrap it up? Mm, Not really besides, you know, Scumper Jumper. We'll see you fudging later. (laughs) Sad to see, but excited for him to keep doing the watch parties. 
All right. That's going to do it for this one. Um, obviously, the last set of predictions for Major 2. Then uh, we got this. And then next weekend, uh, we got the Major coming up. So that'll be very exciting. Unfortunately, usually Brock and I would watch the Majors together. But I am going to be up north um, that weekend of the Major at uh, with a bunch of my college friends at a, a cabin here in Wisconsin. So I'm going to be able to catch as much of the Majors as I can. And like Sunday night when I come back, I'll hopefully be able to watch like the finals and like losers winners finals like the sunday type stuff yeah um, but like friday and saturday might be tough for me to catch because i'm gonna be spending a lot of time with friends i only get to see like once or twice a year now so i'm gonna have to like all sunday just consume as much of the matches as i can and fast forward through the breaks and just like watch all those to catch up to be able to talk about the major but yep. kind of stinks but obviously like i like to see those friends once or twice a year so i gotta gotta hang out with them while i'm with them gotta, gotta make the most of it yeah but that's going to do it for this one. I'm excited to watch these this weekend as well as the playoff football we got on. Um, I guess, Brock, who you got? Who you got in the AFC and NFC Championship? We got um, at least one dude in the comments who always wants to talk sports. Let's let's throw that in here at the end. Who you got? Just quick. NFC Champion, who you got? Eagles. I agree with you. I got the Eagles. Um, to me, they both have great teams, and I'll take the quarterback. I'll take Jalen Hurts over uh, Mr. Brock Purdy. Um, who you got in the AFC? Bengals Chiefs. Oh man, that's a tougher one to me personally. It's toss up. Give me Joe Burr. Okay, screwed. I'll go opposite of you because I'm a Patrick Mahomes stan. I'll go with Mahomes, but I also I kind of think the Bengals are going to win because I don't know. So little Burrow, he's just he's just cool, but he's he's him. Mahomes is Mahomes is so good though, but he does have the ankle issue, so that that could be a concern if he is not able to move around like he normally is. Yeah. But I I, I'm excited to watch give, that. Give me well. LeBron. I mean, I'm just kidding. It's NBA. <laughs> <laughs> that's a. Uh, that's. Yeah, be that, that'll be a fun one. I'm more excited yeah. for that AFC Championship because those are some quarterback. That's quarterback matchup a lot better than Purdy. Purdy, yeah. Definitely. But I'm excited to watch those. Got that and COD to watch this weekend. It'll be a good weekend of consuming content, but. Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. Thanks for 900 subs. Um, if you guys are watching, enjoy. You're listening here on YouTube. Drop a sub. Help us get to that goal of 1,000. That was the goal for this season. And if we could somehow hit it like before champs, that'd be incredible. Um, so thank you guys so much for watching. Be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Drop a follow. Drop a five-star review on the audio platforms. Uh, and we will see you in the next one with probably some pretty shortened reactions to the matches and then just more of a focus on a deep dive into predictions for the major and trying to get all that right. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one.